0: The Waddle & Sylvie Podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com.
1: Hi, thanks uh, to uh, everybody Whoa. who stopped out here at the Pride Stores. Thanks to Mario and Chris and the whole crew. We love these yeah. guys. The Pride Wonderful. Stores. Yeah, so this new location is beautiful They're, right
2: here. they're talking about what they're going to do to the one in Dyer, Indiana, right across the street from the hospital. Franciscan yeah. right there. Yep. They're going to do it up, kid. They're putting one of these in here, too. Oh, like the, the Taco Urbano? Taco Urbano, okay. Yeah, they're putting one of those it's in great. there. It's great. And then all the bells I, and whistles, Carm. I, all the bells and whistles are coming down I, by me. I hope we do another pick with these guys. We
1: did a whistle pig tenure pick with them yeah. last year yeah. that yeah. we uh, collaborated. We collaborated with the Price in the fall of last year for a whistle pig pick. I, I want to do one of these old elk picks these are fantastic this is one of theirs they have uh, their own single barrel program i still
2: got a little left
1: yes it's a convenience store with a single barrel program that's why we love the pride store so thanks to everybody who came by thanks to the people from the pride (laughs) it's a throat burner so good thank you to charlie Bevins with us here uh and back at the shop it was jake Cantu and uh, our man sean graney thank you guys Crosstalk is brought to you by Club Hawthorne and the Betting Bars, featuring horse racing video slots and sports betting throughout Chicagoland. Waddle and Sylvia are off today, uh, rolling into the holiday weekend, but... Have no fear. Meller and Aki are here.
0: Hey, now. Hey, now. What's What's up, boys? How How are you? How's the Pride Star looking out there, boys? Pride
1: is good. Look, Charlie, if you could see, guys. Charlie, first of all, never stops eating. I haven't seen him stop eating for more than 11 consecutive minutes. He's he's a growing boy. Yeah, that's what I said. He's a growing boy. Like, we shared a torta, a breakfast torta this morning because it's huge. I said, Charlie, this is too big. I'm going to split it with you. I cut it in half. Charlie and I each had half maybe 12 minutes later, Charlie went back to the counter to get breakfast tacos. Yeah. Nice. Then he was eating something. Now he just came back. He got a big heap in of uh, TCBY.
2: Yeah. He yogurt. offered the me the country's best yogurt. He, <laughs> hey, he offered me one of his tacos. And ah, I didn't say yes right away because I was called away. And before I ever had a chance to say yes, he just killed it. He Charlie killed it. is the best. Yeah, he hasn't stopped
1: eating all day, so he's having fun out here.
0: He's still young um, enough. He's in that stage of life where Charlie, he can oh, probably goes into away, Zetterman's the office for health
1: stores. tips.
3: Like,
0: he, he goes in, and he's like, oh, it's
3: bulking
1: season. What am I supposed to be eating here? It's so great. I absolutely love it. But, yeah, we had a great time out here, great store. Uh, how are you guys doing?
0: We're doing well. I have to say, Carm, I'm going to call BS on your Plan to go through some e- elaborate planning for next year's game show. A game show? I think you, I'm not saying you wouldn't come up with a great idea. I think, though, you spoke it into existence and I think it's going to quickly fade away. Yeah, and then so. as the next uh, football fest comes back, Maybe the day before you'll start wondering if you should hatch a better plan.
1: You're probably right about that. But, but maybe
0: like August 1st next year I'll think about it Now again. you will y- it It'll be the you day before. It'll be the day before. We'll get the playbook, and all of a sudden you'll be hosting a game show, and then you'll be like, you know what? We probably should have put more thought into yeah. it. Uh, but next year for sure. And by the way, it, it was the match game in private parts that they were playing.
1: That's what I thought. It was
0: match game, yeah. That's it's they time say, like, for the yeah. match game. <laughs> I love that scene, by the way. It's I, an amazing scene. I introduced uh, Tyler Aki and Kevin Zipak to that. I said, you guys work in radio, and I know Tyler never watches any well, they, movies. Yeah, They've never York. seen private parts? But I told them, you guys work in radio. Oh, you have man. to watch this. I mean, Tyler, tell me you didn't love it. It's great. It was, it
2: was
1: all
0: right. He saw like, the five-minute yeah, scene. Five scene. He didn't oh, see the whole dude. context
1: of it. Come the,
2: on. Shoot. That's when Howard used to be good. He's hilarious. <laughs> J- Tyler, shame on too. you. Come on.
3: It was fine. It was whatever. It was, whatever.
0: I mean, it was wait, nothing I don't special. Under- I don't understand. It's a fantastic scene. I'm with you, Carm. I don't know. It's great. The whole movie's it great. Is, it is. If you, and especially on. if you work in radio. You radio? No, okay. hey,
3: that's what sold me. Like, I'll watch it because Mellor said, oh, if you work in radio, it's probably a good movie yeah. to watch. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll watch it.
0: Yeah. And I listen, that, that scene's better, I think, when you watch the whole movie and it's in context not just yes. a five-minute scene out of context yes, but i yes. still think it's a very hilarious scene in, uh, out of context nevertheless i don't
1: know what these young kids like i can't tell anymore i don't know <laughs>
0: Nobody they don't knows. even make
1: comedies anymore equalizer three well i mean i like equalizer <laughs> coming 3. out it's that's coming true out. i mean i like equalizer denzel but like they don't even make comedies. Like, what's the last great comedy? A Strays is coming out. What's that? The that's dog. The one. the one with the yeah, dogs. Yeah, the dog movie. Will, Will Ferrell's The it's Voice. Will Ferrell,
0: Jamie mm-hmm. Foxx.
1: Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a comedy. It's, but I mean, instead of like a dog's purpose, it's rated R.
2: Oh, well, that's not bad. Okay, we're I talking like old idea. school. We're talking about like. We're step talking about. Brothers. Similar, right,
1: Wedding Crashers, yeah. Step Brothers. We're uh, talking about good um, funny stuff. The Hangover.
2: Yeah. You no, know, they don't even make that them kind of anymore. Stuff. Like, that's what, the kind of stuff we're talking
1: yeah, about. The last, like, What's the last really like great a, comedy? I
3: mean, Ted? Or Ted? Ted? Or I mean, and,
1: and, and Ted is like, that's 10 years, 10 years, old. years old. Is
2: it that old, old now? Wow. Super, um, super bad. But bad. Super bad's going, you're going back to his 15 years old. 15
0: old. I think. Yeah, my kids were
2: 10 and 8 at the time. I
0: was going to say Bridesmaids was like 16 Bridesmaids is awesome. No, I bet you it's older than that, Miller. Even I bet you it is. Yeah, uh, I bet she's Oh, my God, It's 2011. you right, Carm. Yeah, she was still on SNL. Yeah. At 2011. Yeah. So that's, 2011. that's 12 years now.
2: Huh. Bridesmaids is great. They remade Ghostbusters 27 times. Yeah, that's <laughs>
0: so good, though. It was the King of Staten Island. That was the last Apatow movie. I and didn't even see that one, one. wasn't super funny. That's yeah, the one with Pete Davidson, that's, right? Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. That, that was kind of wonderfully horrific. Was it really? <laughs> yeah, I didn't see <laughs> it. That's horrific. Horrific. I didn't see it. Yeah. 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 Um, All right, so
1: uh, what are you guys uh, thinking here? I mean, Mellor, I I vented in a lot of the first hour about uh, yesterday's events on the south side Mm -hmm. and just the general state of our team overall. And uh, I don't know. I mean, listen, I I don't really ever envision a day where I'm not emotionally invested in the White Sox. And like Yurko and I even said, we've sort of joked a little tongue-in-cheek, moved the team to Nashville, put us out of our misery. I mean, some of that is a little Uh tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. But they do have me... Apathetic? uh, Well, for sure. And even more than that, like, it's... I'm telling you, this is the lowest I've ever been for any team I've cheered for. Even, like, late 90s, early 2000s Hawks. And that's really saying something. I mean, they do kind of have me hanging by a thread. And they make it worse with almost everything they
0: do. Yeah, you know, it's... We talked about this a couple times, you know, earlier in the week. You had an opportunity to kind of build, you know, at least you kind of you had you gave your fan base a shot in the arm by finally doing what most people thought you weren't going to do. And that's relieving Kenny Williams and and Rick Hahn of their duties. And you couldn't even wait. You couldn't even get 24 hours out of it before you basically take all that goodwill back, right? Yeah, like yeah. the second Nightingale hit post on that story... Right. ...it was done. Which I, you, you'll you have to explain to me why. Like, they're trying to infuse some sort of hope in the fan base where they'll maybe renew some season tickets because that was a line in Bob Nightingale's article about how maybe season ticket holders will now renew now that they've made a change. But then is it changed? It's and not. Chris Getz has got... What an undertaking because he's up against it. And he's also got an expedited timeline, as we heard from Jerry Reinsdorf. Part of the reason Chris gets got the gig is because he knows the inner workings and Jerry Reinsdorf believes that he will get it turned around quicker. I'm not saying Chris can't, but nothing he's done in his tenure has proven to me that he's going to be up for the job. If he does, it's going to be a bit of a surprise to me.
1: And he's a first-time GM now. Of so course. I mean, it, you know, and he's, under, he's even under more pressure because Jerry's talking about his age and he's running out of time and he doesn't have the patience or the time left for a real long rebuild. So it's a good point. Like, you're, you're putting Chris Getz in an almost impossible position with an owner that won't really spend where it matters. And that doesn't just have to be on players, but within an analytic department, within mm-hmm. your scouting department, across your minor league developmental stages, like, he he just won't. He operates in a very frugal way. Uh, he he won't do what is necessary and never has wanted to do what's truly necessary to compete. And so I, I don't know how, like, Chris is sort of, it does seem like he's almost set up to fail. I mean, I wish him the best, but my God, I mean, difficult undertaking is, that's an understatement,
0: Jeff. It's, I mean, that's how bad it is. And, you know, I know, remember, uh, Jerry reinster you know, jokes yesterday about only having maybe 10 more years, you know, of yeah. this going on. And I mean, that's the cold, hard reality of life is that at some point we're all going it, to it die. It runs out. <laughs> but you wonder, like, look, Mike, Mike Illich, I remember, you know, yeah. in his, he, he lived till he was 87. He was the longtime owner of the Detroit Tigers and the Detroit Red Wings. When he saw that the Tigers had a little bit of hope during his 80s, yeah. He, he 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 just he splashed the cash around like was well, that like, when they went out and got Mags and all was that was splashed, that about you know he 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 uh, Verlander Cabrera he he signed yeah. them to long term deals yeah and for a little bit there the Detroit Tigers were yeah, the best were ex- team in the American yeah. League Central for the yeah. you know the mid two thousands into the the late two thousands exactly yeah. and yeah. I you know I just wonder why wouldn't you take that approach if you yourself said you know I don't have a lot of time left. And Chris is gonna. We don't want a year to kind of like look around and assess what's going on. Then why not break the bank? Like that's as a fan. I mean, it's naive, but that's what I would like to see. I mean, if like it's almost to
1: your like I know what you're saying. If you're at if you're 86, 87, like Jerry, I mean, you'd get the very best years of Otani. Yes. His mindset should be: I'll leave the back end yes a mess to somebody else because I'll be dead. I'm going to get the very best years out of him. And even that he won't do And he just – it's a slap in the face of the fan base to simply laugh off the idea that in Chicago you'd ever be in on Shohei Otani. Because like I said to Yurko, I promise you if you went to the Dodger owners or the Giant owners right now or maybe even Texas's owner or Tom Ricketts, or Steinbrenner, they wouldn't laugh at you well, forget, if they like, suggested you were going to sign Shohei Ohtani.
3: Carm, like they're the second team in this city, but the Angels are the second team in LA. They're going to be in contention for Shohei still. Yeah, the, the Mets—they're the second team in New York. They're going to be in contention for Shohei still. But this guy just smacks everyone in the face hey. with a,
1: a hearty laugh, exactly, over the fact that they're not going to go after Ohtani. Yeah, and and that's not that, and I. I I said, that's not funny, Jerry. What's funny is your statement that you've spent money and you're bragging about Benintendi and Grendel. And by the way, I shorted uh, Benintendi a home run. I apologize during my rant. Five? Uh, he's, he's got Five? five. The five whopping home runs that Andrew Benintendi has, the .6 wins above replacement on September first. Is that five times, that times more? Andrew Benintendi ben- has been worth. That's that's that you're going to brag about. We spent money on Andrew Benintendi. Is that five times more than Tim Anderson's? Though, well, yeah, but it is actually. I think doesn't Tim Anderson have one? I think, I think it is five times. I believe he's still one. stuck there. I don't I spend see, a lot of time looking over White side. Sorry, a sorry I shorted Benintendi.
0: <laughs> a point one, right? For Tim, yeah. for T.A. No, I meant his John home run. I meant I'm his home right, run. Sorry, yeah. i thought you were talking about war. I apologize. Well, that too, yeah. Benintendi's a point
1: six in a war. Point six. Uh, a point six. A point six. And he's your, got five home runs. And
0: your most expensive And you're bragging
1: about him. That's where you're bragging, where you've spent money. You won't be in on Shohei Otani, but you're going to brag. Well, we've spent money. On a guy with a .6 war
0: on September 1st. Thanks. I mean, can we even say, too, in this day and age, in 2023, is spending money on Andrew Benintendi really, quote, spending money? I know no, of I know it's, it's $75 million, but honestly, that's kind of the going rate for any everyday player who plays in baseball and hits yes, free agency. That has a little bit of accolades behind exactly. them, too. It, like, it's, it's, yeah, it's not exactly. something that I think really should, you should go out there and boast about. It's it should just, be just that's how you it should be general general, uh, general operating procedure in baseball is that occasionally if you need to fill in a hole and you're not going to break the bank, you're probably going to spend 70 to 80 million dollars on a player who's, you know, 30, 31 years old. That's just the going rates.
1: It's crazy. I know. Uh, were you guys happy to have college football back last oh, night? Oh, yeah. It was fun, wasn't it?
3: I, yes. I mean, we had a little bit of a taste of it uh, last weekend. A little but bit. Then this weekend you had a little bit. And the, the, the rest, I mean... The slate isn't great tomorrow, but it's just
1: having that, yeah.
3: you look at the schedule and you just see 11 a.m. all the way through the, the end of the night, you're going to have college football.
1: There's something on, yeah. And, you know, the, I think uh, it sets up nice for the holiday weekend to have a great game on Sunday. I think LSU-Florida State will be good. That, yeah, I'm looking that's, forward to that.
3: That's that, going to be a it's fantastic It's a nice way game. to
1: sort of, you know, go into the holiday Monday, then be able to, to stay, maybe have some friends over and... You know, stay up a little bit later than you normally would on a Sunday and watch that game. That'll be that fun. I think that could
3: be a national championship preview. Like that could be a game. It's early enough in the season too, where uh, and like Florida State has completely revamped their defense and they are bringing back a lot. And they've got a Heisman caliber or Heisman conversation quarterback, yeah. LSU. LSU, does, I mean, for sure. Brian Kelly caught a lot of flack, but he did a damn good job with that team in year one last year.
2: Yeah, no, got him I know the disagree. SEC championship. So. He drew Flack like for his, he, he drew Flack for his idiotic videos that he kept taking with players. Mm-hmm. Right
1: yeah, that, and the Taylor way Kruich? that he left Notre Dame and all that.: I have, yeah, but th- I, there's, it was a good year, especially after sort of stumbling out of the gate, losing on a blocked extra point, well, you know and, basically in a home game against Florida State, like to rally from that and for Jaden to play the way he mm-hmm. did ultimately. Think and, about like, it too.
3: LSU among the powers in the SEC is really the only one with quarterback continuity. Uh, Yeah, look at. uh, I mean, Georgia's bringing in a new guy. Alabama named their starter today, Jalen Milrow.
1: Milrow, Like there,
3: there's not quarterback continuity in the SEC. Meanwhile, you've got LSU; they're bringing back a guy who I believe is second. Uh, the second favorite to win the Heisman, I think third. I think 20, third? Okay. I
1: think Ewers passed him. There's so much love around Texas, and I've I've, I've bought into a lot of it. I've, I'm on. Mm-hmm. I got a few positions on Texas going into the the season here, but I think Ewers has kind of jumped him. And but yeah, I mean he it's two and three. Basically, everybody chasing Caleb. Obviously, yeah. It's yeah. been uh, Jaden Daniels
0: and Ewers have kind of ping ponged around two and three most of the year, yeah, or most and, of the offseason. And don't forget, it's uh, college football season, which means that Tyler and Shea will have you set. Tomorrow morning, Chicago's college tailgate gets going. Ten Love o'clock it. tomorrow. Ten o'clock. Ten to eleven tomorrow. Ten We're talking to eleven. Football.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Mostly uh, ab- around that time every Saturday. So Tyler? It, uh,
3: starting in October, we will be nine to eleven. But for, to the, 11. for the first okay. month here, we are ten
0: to eleven. Love it. Will you guys be out and about sometimes yes, too? Yes, we will. Once, mm-hmm. Yeah. Once they go to two hours in yep. October, mm-hmm. they will be out. And
3: I think we've got a few watch parties, including a week from tomorrow. We'll be out at O'Sullivan's in Forest Park. Sweet. Watching Sweet. some oh, Iowa nice. football. That's a good
1: spot. Oh, watching Iowa football. <laughs> You get ready. You ready for a nine six game? Is It'll be
3: Iowa, thinking? Iowa State, and I think. Uh, oh, yeah, are we yeah, setting? Yeah. The, are we setting the line on yeah. how many players will be gambling on the game itself? Pound the under, right? That's the, that's the
1: move. That what do you think, of- Lynch? Danny Lynch is here. He's he's giving us the crush. there's no confidence. He's giving us the stink eye. We're talking. We're ripping Iowa football again. Yeah, hey, that's
2: what we do, man. Geez, now he's swearing over there. Did Even, you hear that? Is McNamara, I hope it didn't bleed play. into the mics. I didn't, hear him. I
0: didn't hear him. I We did not catch that. Okay, really? thank you, Evans. I will say I'm also intrigued by the Colorado Buffaloes tomorrow. Are you? 11 o'clock kick. I, listen, Boy, they're going to be terrible. Yeah. Maybe, but you know what? Uh, it's an interesting plan in place. We'll see. There's only 10 returning players for Deion 10. Sanders. They have 86 new players on their 96-man roster. I'll, listen. Listen. It might be looking at a car crash, we'll probably know fairly soon, early into the game, but them and TCU tomorrow at 11 o'clock kick. I'm intrigued to well, see how some, that plays out. There is something intriguing about Deion,
1: period. Yeah, so I, I you know there's something, mm-hmm. he's got, you know, he's got gravitas, let's face it. And you're, you're sort of compelled to be like, oh, what's Deion doing? And how, I think they're going to be terrible. They, like, maybe, that's yeah, not to yeah. say he can't build a good program. He might, but just this year, because of like what you just said, they're going to be awful. But
0: that's the intrigue for me. I'll, I'll be curious to check them out, at least in the, when the game kicks in the first yeah. quarter, we'll see how it plays out. Obviously, TCU. Has had uh, some success here in the last couple of years, so they mm-hmm. could be a formidable opponent. But they're a team that's that's primed for a drop off here. I, think, oh, has, I would
3: think the win total is seven and a half. Yeah. I want to yep. say, yeah. And I would probably lean towards the under on that.
1: Yeah, I think they're going to have a real drop off because you lo- yeah. you
3: lose your quarterback, you lose your your lost top your receiver. Best. Like you
1: lost your two best off. You lost yeah. probably your three best offensive players on a players. team that
3: was from the start a Cinderella yes. story.
1: It's like the fact yes. that they
3: got to the the championship last year. Just even getting into the playoff last year was a miracle in and of itself. Yeah, they
1: arguably lost their three best players, and I agree with you. Yeah, I, I like I can't see them repeating. What that Cinderella ride was like last year, I just can't. I do. But but I do like away.
3: Sonny Dykes. I think he's a good
1: coach. I do too, and I like his offensive mind. But I, I just, I think that's a, I think it's a tall order for them to repeat what they yeah, did last.
3: No year. No doubt.
0: I do want to take the opportunity to commend both you, Carmen, and Yurko for showing up on the Friday before Labor Day, friends. <laughs> We're I don't here. Know, I don't know when all of a sudden the uh, three-day weekend wasn't good enough, but apparently now it's a four-day. It, everyone's like three-day. <laughs> I'm taking Friday off. Give me four, for, and yeah, uh, so I yeah. want to commend you two. Um, let's. We won't mention the fact that Carmen was off the previous. Yeah, uh, I was off all week. Four days so. prior to this. Yeah. But yeah. I like I like the moxie of you two showing up and really being able to revel in your Labor Day holiday on Monday. Not because because a lot of clock punchers here, Eric.
2: guys. I'm going to tell you this: There's- Carmen and I take zero time off. During the football season, See, we're, just, we're, we're, uh, just never mind October 25th through yeah, the 27th yeah, like, when I'm gone. I don't take time out during the ball season. <laughs> Yurko, maybe uh,
1: no days off. Like we're like Belichick. Yes. no days off. That's, that's yeah. the
0: work ethic we've come to know and love from the Carmen and Yurko show. We, so we, uh, my to I wanted you guys. to yeah, commend Thanks you guys for it. working. Well, I'm glad
1: you guys are working. What do you have to get everybody home today?
0: Listen, we're going to talk a little bit about the college football fiasco that occurred for most fans last night. I don't know if you caught this, but ESPN was, you know, most people were set to watch yesterday's uh, game uh, on on Spectrum television across the country. And all of a sudden, as they were getting set to settle in for a little bit of Utah-Florida football, they were alerted that Spectrum was no longer, was currently in a dispute with ESPN, ABC, and Disney about carriage. And so... A lot of folks didn't get to see last night's game. Wait, are football. you
1: – I don't think I even – I'm not no, even yes. aware you of that story. Wait, it, I watched the game last yeah, night. Yeah, that's the so,
0: story. And listen, here in Illinois, it, it, there's probably it nobody who was yeah. affected, but there's a lot of – Oh,
4: because Spectrum's a cable carrier? Spectrum's yes, the it,
0: cable oh. carrier, yes. And oh, it, oh, my God. I didn't even know this. And it's something that we were talking about, and – I don't think it touches on me, maybe you, Carm, Yurko. Yerko. Well, Yerko, I think you stream more now than other, ever, Yerko. Yeah, I I've cut the cut the cord. Yurko so, cut the cord. So there you go. So, yeah, I've like, cut everything. But, and even though this didn't happen locally, there's a good chance that we're going to start hitting this more and more often where wow. all of a sudden games that you're looking for and expect to be on your cable provider might be in disputes with the actual company that is carrying the games. And you may not be able to access them. It's just a weird world we're living wow. in with streaming I, and trying yeah. to find the actual games you want to watch. I read into the
2: dispute, and it's that they've agreed on a price. You're right mm-hmm. for the basics, but that now the Spectrum wants them to include ESPN Plus, Disney Plus, exactly, and the yeah. other one. They want that included. All ESPN said, and saying no. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they're saying, well, that's you're, yeah. you want us to
1: put the full package of our streaming bundle in there, and we're not going to do that.
0: Well, this is the problem, right? Like, like Spectrum's telling their customers hey they're gonna they doing all this streaming stuff and more and more games are being you know pulled off of the right, actual network right, and putting right. to the stream because uh, they want you to subscribe to the streaming and right. this is where when you have you know how do you serve two masters if you're that's Disney. a good point like yeah like and, if, if we're eventually pushing everything to streaming which i think ultimately that's where they'd like to get to because that's the only way what espn remains profitable is if they get everybody to subscribe to the espn plus product well you can't keep asking your cable carriers. This is right. This get, is the, yeah. like, and, and this is the dispute, and,
1: like, what's right, how do you protect consumers, or, like, what, like, because ESPN pulled this stunt, uh, stunt, but, I mean, like, no, you can say it. with the NHL, yeah. most of those good games, yes. and Mellor, you know this, yeah. were on the ESPN Plus portion of it. Right. So, like, I've got YouTube TV, or I'm just, I've got Comcast, whatever, and I've got ESPN. If I don't have ESPN Plus on top of it, right. you missed a lot of the good hockey games Absolutely. last year. So I see what the dispute is now. I see, I mean, but I'm
2: a Verizon customer, and I've been I know, with Verizon so long. So so got got I get it for free. I know you, are right. the ESPN, Disney, and, and Hulu. And I get it for free. It, that's
0: exactly yeah. what you know. Spectrum was trying to negotiate is right. that they want their providers or their customers to have access to all these streaming platforms, for for right. If they're paying for it on their cable bill, which. You can kind of understand their position on it as well, yeah. and they pull the power play right
3: at kickoff too. Like it, yeah. it went six o'clock Sports Center into the the blackout message. And
2: Spectrum oh is New York. God. That's New York. Spectrum is New York, right? New York Holy State. God. I don't
0: know how much of New okay. York City, but so yeah, New state? York State, and a lot in the South too, York. So mm-hmm. where yeah. college football obviously, oh, it's well, huge. Like tonight's, yeah.
3: tonight's Georgia Tech and uh, Louisville. Louisville. The entire yeah. state, like most of Kentucky, has Spectrum.
1: Oh my God! And that's like SEC country down there. They mm-hmm. love football, and they like if they can't watch bourbon. Oh, football, and if they can't watch Louisville, I mean, it exactly they can't like, watch Louisville play. Holy cow! So unbelievable. So All right, right that's good. I okay. like that.
0: Jesse's going to join us uh, in between Cubs games. He'll hop on around four o'clock and. Uh, just a lot of uh, fun coming your way as well. So. All right, boys. Great. Ask have,
2: him about Nico Horner's transition yeah, to second I, base, I,
0: guys. Yeah. I was one step ahead of you, York. Yeah. So good. I got gotcha. you. You
2: guys have a great weekend. All right, boys.
1: We'll see you next week. Meller and Tyler are sitting in for Waddle and Sylvie. Everybody enjoy the long holiday weekend. Football's back. How can you not love it? Thanks again for coming out to the Pride stores. York. I'll see you Tuesday, buddy. Have a great weekend. Meller and Tyler are next. Yeah.
0: Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN1000Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Melanaki in for Waddle and Sylvie today on ESPN1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Hanging out with you until 6 o'clock tonight. White Sox pregame coverage coming your way at 630 as the Sox take on the Detroit Tigers at guaranteed rates, starting a home series against the Tigers. Of course, we're going to focus in a little bit on the White Sox here early on, Tyler, because I know it came down at the end of yesterday's show during Waddle and Sylvie. Jerry Reinsdorf, of course, met the media for the first time in quite some time. We, of course, heard from him back at the sports conference where Rachel Nichols, was the moderator of a panel full of sports team owners and we played a lot of that back in what was it June, I believe, early June, when he made some comments that certainly frustrated Sox fans. And yesterday, as the White Sox were unveiling Chris Getz as their new new GM, Jerry Reinsdorf spoke beforehand and I think um really didn't do a lot to help Sox fans find solace and a path forward nope. with Chris Katz as your GM. If you uh, missed some of it, here's some of Jay stuff talking about, hey, he's been asked, hey, have you ever thought about selling the White Sox?
4: I'm going to couch this so that so nobody writes that I thought of selling. Uh, <laughs> friends of mine have said, why don't you sell? Why don't you get out? And my answer always has been, I like what I'm doing, as bad as it is. And what else would I do? I'm a boring guy. I don't play golf. I don't play bridge. What else would I do? And I, and I want to make it better. I want to make it better before I go.
0: So he wants to make it better. And I, I think it's important to play that soundbite because oftentimes I hear the solution to the White Sox problems being the Reinsdorfs should sell the team. Mm-hmm. He just told you flat out he has no intention of doing so. So they need to find people underneath Jerry Reinsdorf to fix this. And Chris gets is the hopeful solution for them going forward he says I like what I'm doing like
3: what part of this has been fun for the last 18 years say <laughs> right like
0: printing the money is probably nice <laughs> I,
3: yeah I'm sure that the the checks are nice but like if you want to make it better you've been bashing your head into a wall for the last decade and a half here like wh- what part of this has been fun the one of the most promising rebuilds that we've seen in recent memory, at least from the outlook of it in 2020 with what this White Sox team was rising to become, has just fallen on a, on its face. And it's been one of the most embarrassing things that we've seen this year. And Jerry, I think, would admit, is one of the most embarrassing sports years we've ever seen in this city. One of the most embarrassing we've seen in this city because of the way that you've got off-the-field issues, you've got on-the-field issues, you've got in-the-clubhouse issues. Everything has hit a boiling point. Yeah. You would think that would be the trifecta, that finally would get this thing over the hump
0: for him to actually want to sell, but nope, he enjoys doing this. The chairman addressing twenty twenty-three being one of the worst seasons ever.
4: Twenty twenty-three season was my forty-third season in baseball. It's absolutely the worst season I've ever been through. It was a nightmare, it's still a nightmare. It's embarrassing, it's disgusting. All the bad words you can think of is the way I feel about the twenty twenty-three season. Absolutely it was just just awful. If it's a nightmare, you can wake
0: up from this nightmare. Sell the team. Well, <laughs> again, he just told us though that's not that he has no intention of doing so. But you wonder, okay, how is hiring Chris Getz, who's been in this organization now for is it you know heading up uh, seven, this will be year eight? As like yeah, he's been you know overseeing the minor leagues for you know what is it five the last five years in particular, but in the organization for the last seven. Uh, how is that going to you know? I think a lot of people are highly skeptical that Chris Getz is going to be the solution to the problem that has been the White Sox 2023 season. To your point about having a, you know, I think that's why it was easier for him when I say that. I mean, the promising rebuild that Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn were able to, once they decided to trade away Chris Sale, um, Adam Eaton, and land some highly touted prospects, right? Once they mm-hmm. Traded those guys, and, and then Jose Quintana, you know, whatever it was, uh, shortly thereafter, six months later, right? When they made those deals, and they plucked the gems from some teams' farm systems, and there was a little bit of realization that the rebuild was kind of working, right? We saw that where they were able to win a division in you know, underneath Tony La Russa in twenty twenty one. Of course, the problem is that. That was essentially the expectation, was it not? It was was an AL Central championship. Right. And then that's when, not a very
3: high bar to jump over.
0: Yeah. Either. And and I think that's what that's what makes it a little bit easier though if you're Jerry Reinsdorf living through it and saying that it hasn't been a meek fifteen or so years or eighteen years if you want to go all all the way back to, you know, two thousand six, the last, you know, time mm-hmm. they uh, after 2005's championship. Maybe that's what you tell yourself, right? And you win the AL Central under Tony LaRusso. And then you say yesterday, hey, had he not been sick, who knows what, have, what would have happened in 2022? I
4: right. think
0: that's how he, he looks at it. But whether, uh, whether anybody agrees with that, I think that's the position he told us yesterday. And, and he gave Chris Getz the out saying, well, he didn't
3: acquire these players. Well, I I think Rick and Kenny actually did a fine job acquiring some of the players to get in here. But Chris Getz is the one that stunted their growth as being the director of the minor leagues. Exactly.
0: Like At the very least, he was overseeing what should have, you know, extracted more out of mm-hmm. these talented young players, mm-hmm. you would think.
3: And like, think about it, like we always hear the phrase coaching tree, right? The the tree off the tree. You pick somebody off of the Rick Hahn tree, essentially here. Would anyone else in baseball hire someone off of the Rick Hahn tree? No. Because it was a failure here. So what makes you think it's going to be anything different? He can bring his new ideas and all that, but he's been groomed a certain way, whether it was with Kansas City or here. Those are two of the losingest teams in this division
0: and of the last 15 years in baseball. I hope Chris Getz has some radical ideas about how to change this organization moving forward because I don't think just simply changing the, the person in charge – will 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 fix this. There needs to be some change organizationally at the minor league level. Maybe he wasn't allowed to actually sink in the funds that are needed to institute actual change baseball. There's a lot being done at the developmental levels in regards to advanced scouting and not just scouting, but like how you're actually approaching. Right. Like whether it's ca- high speed cameras across mm-hmm. your minor leagues, um, Sports the, science, the pitch labs mm-hmm. that every organization I think is quickly trying to undertake and expedite. Because honestly, it's not just a place like driveline. That if you're a baseball team, you should have your own version of driveline internally, right? Right? That you're working on developing. Because I, and when I say driveline, I, I this is where I'm not sure how many listeners actually know what driveline is. It's a a a uh, it's an advanced baseball i don't know help me out here it's like a hitting the, hitting pitching yeah um, like, sci- scientifically based uh i'm trying to think of the best way
3: but it's like a they're it's using like analysis like it's almost like a swing analysis and a and, pitch
0: analysis yeah and they're using cameras and computers to generate how to best approach your pitching you're hitting mechanics, mm-hmm. everything, for,
3: and this may not play with everybody, but for anyone who's taken like a lesson at a, a golf yeah, tech before, like a, yeah. a swing analysis, it's kind of like that.
0: Yes, yes, and you know, I, I think every organization and, and drive line, I say they, they seem to be doing it the best that that of places that are mm-hmm. you know, the
3: dot it's pre- very prevalent with the Dodgers.
0: Yeah, they're they're industry, uh, they're the top of the industry at least for the for uh, a company that is not working internally for baseball ops right like so I think that's something that if the White Sox are not going to be spending money and making a splash um, for the big name free agents as Jerry Reinsdorf kind of intimated yesterday
4: we have already spent a lot we spent a lot of money this year people talk about why won't the white sox spend I think we had a payroll of 185 million dollars this year so uh, you know we will we'll, we'll, we'll do what Chris thinks that we ought to do. That, that will make us better. I mean, look, we're not going to be in a Otani race. I'll tell you that right <laughs> now. I'll, <give> that. <laughs> I, I'll tell you that. But uh, and, and we're not going to you know and, and we're not going to sign pitchers to ten-year deals. we're going to try to get better, and that means trades. It, mean, it potentially means free agents. It, it means playing you know smarter baseball. It means a lot of things. So we're going, we you know I don't have a lot of time left. I don't I don't want to go through a long rebuild. Here's the problem, though,
0: with that, and I get it. Like, not every owner has the appetite to break the bank, and not every, not not all owners are created equal. Tyler, mm-hmm. Mellerinaki, and for a while, and Sylvie today, there's plenty of owners out there who have multi-billion dollars in their bank account that they can go ahead and lavish on their toy. Right? Mm-hmm. Not every owner is created equal, and so I, I get that. Like, he's not going to necessarily be on the same playing field that someone like you know, Cohen of the Mets, you know, Steve Cohen of the Mets or Peter Seidel of the Padres. Mm -hmm. They're not going to break the bank like that. Fine. But if you admit that that's not an avenue for you, then you need to adopt some of the principles that teams like the Rays, or I'll even say the Braves are doing, right? You need to be able, you need to be better at recognizing and developing your own talents. And then you can sign those players to team friendly deals. And when you do, you have to know that those players are going to pan out, right? It can't just be Luis Robert, who's an all-star on team. But if you're going to pay Aloy Jimenez big money, he's hopefully someone who's going to be available for you every day. Or he should be, and he needs to be productive. You bring up the Braves, and the Braves were the team that did
3: what the White Sox are doing, but did it better. And they helped to further develop. Like They said goodbye to Freddie Freeman, and Freddie Freeman still has plenty of quality years left. He was their biggest fan favorite, too. Mm-hmm. And to say goodbye to someone like that, to me, like that, that kind of shows you everything about what that organization is. Those are the people that you should be at least tapping into for an interview. You don't have to hire someone out of the Braves, but at least get free consultation from the Braves, the Rays, the Dodgers, the, all these other organizations that are doing things the right way right now. Because the Braves, they also – like you look at some of the deals that they have for guys like Ozzie Albies. Like those are – T- "Quote unquote team friendly deals." The White Sox, like yeah, their salary, their payroll right now, it looks like a big number on paper, mm-hmm. but in reality, yeah. it's fifteenth in baseball. That's mm-hmm. right down the middle average there. And on top of that, it's just you've signed a lot of guys to team friendly deals, yes. and that adds up. Absolutely, that adds up. You look at it's like and just some of the guys that even aren't on the team now that are still making a chunk of change from the White Sox. Lance Lynn was some uh, someone you owed twelve twelve million. Yeah. Gilito, six million. You're still paying Larry Garcia five and a half. Kendall Graveman, Jake Diekman, like those are guys who they're not making a lot of money, but it adds up when you go down the roster and you try to you see like guys like Luis robert it's not a lot of money that you owe him this year nine and a half million
0: it's a team-friendly deal but it adds up when you're putting together a 26-man group absolutely 312-332-3776 if you want to chime in talk some white Sox with us we are reacting to the jerry reinsdorf and chris getz press conferences yesterday let's try dean who's in elmwood park dino what's going on buddy
5: hi guys how are you thanks for taking my call Um, I'm hoping no one made this point, uh, you know, recently. Mm -hmm. A lot of people talk about the great young talent that the Sox had four or five years ago going into the rebuild. And I've not heard anyone say it was not just the White Sox thinking they had all this tremendous talent, Moncada being, I think, the leading example. It seemed like all of baseball was on board with these young guys all being future, you know, excellent players. Mm -hmm. And so to me... It's a player development issue, and I don't like criticizing just to criticize, but we just promoted the guy who was in charge of player development. Uh, And the second thing is, um, once people get to the big club, how does Jake Diekman not get anyone out Hmm. most of the time? He's with the Sox. He's traded to Tampa. He works with someone in Tampa and he's been really good ever since. Joe Kelly, of all people, pointed that out. So, anyway, I'm going to hang up and listen. Thank you, guys.
0: Dean, it is a, a great point. Um, similar points have been made. I think it's it's frustrating because it's not just Jake Diekman, too. And, and I, I did this a week ago, Tyler. Yeah. Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn. This is where I talk about. Yeah, he, like, he got touched up a little dude, bit yesterday. To, but for the most part, since he's been with the Dodgers, he's been pretty good that's right he's been damn near Cy Young caliber since he's gotten to the Dodgers you know a a whether I don't know if it's been a mechanical tweak along with the pitch selection you know what I mean going back to throwing you know almost exclusively uh, a couple of different types of fastballs all of a sudden teams around baseball and it's not just uh, by the way it's not just Lance Lynn you know um you know Ronaldo Lopez who's now on his second team you know he was all of a sudden, he went to the Angels. They made an adjustment, and he was breaking triple digits with every pitch, right? Mm-hmm. And now we'll see what the Guardians... The Guardians seem to know what they're doing. We'll see how it plays out with you know oh, yeah. him in Cleveland as they claimed him off of waivers. Um, Jake Berger, you know... Yeah, another I, great example. I, I wasn't necessarily like, oh, Jake Berger, you can't trade him away. I was actually intrigued by the left-handed pitcher, Jake Eater, who they got back for him. I thought that was actually a good move. Mm-hmm. But then again... I wasn't expecting Jake Berger to just go to the Marlins and immediately become, you know, an on-base machine yeah. in addition to the power we all knew he had. There's a problem there. It's a fair point, Dean, you know, and honestly, it, it's why so many of Sox fans are extremely skeptical of Chris Getz. He's being put in a very difficult position and what should have been probably the happiest day of his life, achieving a goal of becoming the general manager of a baseball team, you know. He, he That's was not, a post baseball dream, right there, dude. I mean, I, and and he was he's been set up in a position where it's going to be he's going to have to do some amazing things that he hasn't he hasn't really proven he has you know in his bag yet. So I'm hoping for him as a Sox fan but i'm skeptical right now of the way it's set up 312 332 3776 you want to talk some white sacks with us or if you want to talk some football as well we are so close under a week away from the nfl opener college football is on the dockets. it was on last night it's on this uh, it's on tomorrow we're you know plenty of college football this weekend Feel free, chime in with us. We're talking football. We're talking White Sox, and we will talk Cubs when they uh, go final here. They're up six to one in the top of the ninth. Looks like they're going to get the first of this uh, broken up doubleheader makeup game against the Reds today. So we're here for it all. Start your Labor Day weekend with us on ESPN One Thousand. Listen to us now live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie. ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Tyler Aki in for Waddle and Sylvie today. Boys taking themselves a four-day work week, or week weekend, I guess. Excuse me. Kind of odd. Find it amusing that the everyone it's always the new three is. is the new four. Right? It always people always look forward to that three-day work weekend. I just love though how so many people are like, you know what? Let's just go ahead and uh, take that day. Nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it, but uh, it is amusing how many people were not. Just in like, the like office we were talking today, about right? uh,
3: Fourth of July too, like. Uh, what the best day for... Like, I'm wondering, would it be better to take the
0: Tuesday off of next oh, week? Oh, secret sneaky move, definitely better. The problem is... I think I think, so. I think the problem is that if you have to actually accomplish some work stuff on a Tuesday because of the long holiday weekend, mm. playing a little catch-up, you, you're, yeah. You're, you're more likely to frustrate your co- co-workers by not being in the office on the Tuesday, but I think it's a better day because you can well, be... Listen, my days are my days, Dude, man. I'm with you. I'm completely with you, but I think you're absolutely right. That is the shrewd move. I think the the veteran knows, take the Tuesday off after the yeah. Monday, not mm-hmm. the Friday. Let's try Bob, who's in Morgan Park, wants to talk a little bit about the White Sox and the naming of Chris Goetz as their general manager. Bob, you're on with Melorinaki and for Waddle & Selby. What's up?
6: All right, thank you. Uh, great uh, job, guys. You know, my comment on uh, the White Sox situation, longtime Sox fan, is that you know, Mr. Reinsdorf, I think, is a very successful businessman. And oh, overall, he's been a very good owner. But there is something really going on with this team. It's too many coincidences of guys going to other clubs, guys saying things that yeah. they call it a culture problem, call it an accountability problem. But there's something in that clubhouse that is not right. And I'm very surprised that as successful a person as Jerry Reinsdorf is, he doesn't appear to be addressing it because I like Chris Getz, I think. But boy, when you say a couple of minutes ago he's going to have to do some really amazing things, uh, I think that's an understatement. I mean, it, it's a very tough situation for him to walk into, and uh, that's all i got to say. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Bob. No, I, pre- I I think it's they have to catch lightning in a bottle like they did in 2005 with the pitching that they had, right? That when they went on the run to win the World Series – it was on the strength of some insane pitching from a starting rotation that some folks really, and even the bullpen too. The bullpen was outstanding. So, mm-hmm. on three closers, hole, right? The yeah, for all, all season long. The pitching, though, was really the the reason behind why they were able to shock so many people in two thousand five. Um, I think they're going to have to luck their way into it if this is going to be a quote unquote quick fix. Which is part of the reason that Chris Getz was sold as the solution to this problem. Well, part of the luck would have to be a lot of these guys who have
3: been a reason for why you're frustrated with this team end up becoming solutions. Guys like Yoan Moncada.
0: They need to get, yes, they need to play at their height. The levels that we've seen them hit, but they haven't recently. It's yeah. a great point. He's Tyler Rocky. I'm Jeff Meller. We're going to continue to take your white sex calls. We also want to talk a little bit about a dispute between a cable carrier and Disney slash ESPN that really, really pissed off a lot of folks who liked college football yesterday. We'll talk about that all next.